All right. Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our program this morning, this warm Texas morning. I'd say hot, but it can get hotter in Texas. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the program, and, and thank you for tuning in. Jared Taylor is running the boards, and uh, I am answering garden questions all we have only an hour to visit today, as as usual, so uh, I'd encourage you to give a call right now. Phone number is 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Here we are in the middle of June, just a little beyond the midpoint of June, and uh, several things that come into play. This is the tail end of the prime time for planting new turf grass. A little late this year because it got really warm a little early this year. If you want to get a new lawn started, you need to do so immediately so it can get well rooted. You're probably going to have to water it twice a day. Usually by early June, you still don't have to, but oh my goodness, it's warm enough. You'll have to water a few minutes in the morning, a few minutes in the evening, maybe five or seven minutes uh, for the first week or so for new, newly seeded Bermuda grass, newly sodded Bermuda, St. Augustine, or Zoysia. Um, and then gradually, after a week or so, you'll, you'll water uh, more at a time and less frequently. And after two or three weeks, you go to a more normal watering pattern. Uh, we water our lawns too much. Uh, we need to let them get a little bit dry between uh, waterings. Water deeply when you water to encourage deeper rooting. I do understand that there are big parts of Texas that are in extreme water shortages and water curtailments. Your lawn will survive uh, on uh, a lot less water than you might uh, expect. There are plants that you have that won't survive at all. I, I give you the best example I can think of, and that is Asian jasmine. If you have Asian jasmine ground cover beds, those need water. And even if you have to take uh, tub baths instead of showers, take that water out and pour it on the Asian jasmine. Do anything you can to save Asian jasmine because those plants take two or three years to, uh, to fill in and uh, your grass will bounce back. Everybody understands when we're in extreme water situations like much of West and Southwest Texas are in, everybody understands that it's not going to look good this year. But you can lose uh, shrubs and you can lose ground cover beds. You won't lose a lawn if you get to water once in a long while. You probably, uh, 2011 was our bad year where I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, we live out in the country where we got to water uh, once every, I don't remember what it was. We were on extreme water curtailments. I think it might have been once every two weeks. And you'd, you'd go to a situation where... Uh, if it was going to rain that night, you'd say, all right, do I, do I water or do I wait? And if you waited and it didn't rain, then you go a month between watering. So anyway, just, uh, just a word of, of warning that evaluate how much it would cost to replace your plants. Trees are going to survive if they're established trees. Um, another thing to think about um, uh, in mid-June is don't fertilize St. Augustine from this point on until early September. If you have had a problem with gray leaf spot, your St. Augustine turning yellow, yellow, not not dead brown, but yellow in the summertime. Uh, chinch bugs cause St. Augustine to turn brown in the summer. By the way, if you take eGardens, my electronic newsletter, I have the best work I have done in eGardens in a long, long time. 
and that is uh, St. Augustine Diagnostics. I, I put a long story uh, on eGardens um, uh, Thursday night before last, 36 hours ago, that covers all the St. Augustine problems, how to identify them, what steps I go through, photographs, the whole works. I'm going to put it on my webpage uh, eventually. But for now, it's in eGardens. If you subscribe to it, please look at the one that was sent out on the 16th of June. Uh, Neil Sperry's eGardens. Look in your email and, and open that one and be sure to look at St. Augustine problems identified. If you don't take eGardens, you can go to my website and click on eGardens, and we leave it up for a week uh, for you to see in case you might want to subscribe. And you can see it, and then hopefully you will subscribe. But it's on my website for the time being as a sample of eGardens. Um, and, and there are four other stories, but you look at that one, if you will, please, on eGardens. Go to Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens and, and read about the St. Augustine problems. Right now, people are trying to distinguish, is this take-all root rot or is it gray leaf spot or is it chinch bugs and i show you very good photos uh, that will identify each one of those for you in a good description that's enough to get our program started i need calls i need a lot of calls i need four calls that will fill our phone lines jared is waiting for the phone to ring he will get the call screened we'll get the program underway i'm gonna do an ad break and i hope we'll have calls coming out the other side we have 33 stations listening it's too hot to be out there doing a lot in the landscape and garden so let's talk about your plants 888 Two five six ten eighty. Whether you're in Amarillo or Corpus Christi, Victoria or Crockett, Alpine, College Station, give me a call, won't you? Please, the Big Country, Brownwood, anywhere in uh, in Texas. If you can hear me, you can call me toll free, and we even get calls from out of state. That's Neil Sperry's Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, eight 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 two five six. 1080, we are live on this Saturday morning. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and I have a wonderful opportunity for you. You can get it on sale. My summertime special is here for you. It's normally uh, $36.95. It is $32.95. I'd love to, just trying to drum up some business for you this summer, trying to beat back the, the, uh, the effects of inflation, trying to help right now. And uh, trying to get some cash flow through my bank, too. Now, be honest about it. So I'd love to hear from you. Uh, this is a book I think you will find will save you a lot more than the thirty-two ninety-five that you invest in it. If you don't agree, I'll refund every penny you spend. I have not been asked to refund any penny anybody has spent in all the time that I've had this book. And sold 75,000 copies, not one request for a refund. 344 pages, 840 photos. It's a hardback printed in Texas. And uh, the 11 chapters, chapter 1, is the basics of gardening in Texas. Things you have to know to get you started. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, a perpetual calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden. The kind of information I gave you earlier about what happens in mid-June, for example, all right there for you. 48 pages of that information. And then chapters specifically dedicated to trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, 
and vegetables. If it grows outdoors in Texas in a landscape or garden, it's covered in my book. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is not in stores, and it is not on Amazon. Those were my decisions. I didn't get rejected. Quite the opposite. I rejected them because that would have run your cost up. I sell it directly from my garage where I do the signings to your mailbox. Simple as that. And again, your satisfaction is guaranteed. Uh, So, here are the two ways you can buy it. One is by calling my office Monday through Friday, normal business hours. That's 800-752-GROW. G-R-O, not a zero, G-R-O-W. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it from my website that I gave you just a moment ago. And that, uh, that, that you can do anytime, right now. That's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, just $32.95, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Why should you pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own a Mueller building forever? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right in your own backyard. Let me say that again, a permanent storage solution. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com. I better spell that for you. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there, click on their color selector tool. Make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Mueller Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's the number 2, 877-268-3553. Or visit them online once again, MuellerInc.com. Mueller means permanent storage. I'll be back with more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And to all of you who have called, phone lines are filled. Thank you very, very much. Let me move as quickly as I can through the call so you don't have to wait very long. That will be my goal. Let me start with Steve in Marfa in Presidio County. I don't get a lot of calls from Marfa. I get a lot from Alpine. Oh, no, maybe I have no calls from Marfa. Steve, are you there? What do you think, Jared? Is uh, Steve still there? Or was that uh, evidence that he's not? He's not. Okay. Steve, call me back when a line opens. Actually, that is that the line you've had trouble with on other programs? Line two? Okay. Call me back, if you will, quickly, Steve, and we'll get you on. Let's go to Gail in Robertson County. Gail, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Great talking to you again. Thank you. Always my pleasure. Thank you. How can I help? And mine as well. Um, my, my question is about my Myers Improved Lemon. The limbs are just growing in such odd ways and now I have another Meyer improved and I'm wondering if there's something I'm doing wrong about uh, the pruning. All right, in what respect? 
Well, the limbs are growing very low. They grow in odd ways, you know, all twisty and coming back. And I'm still here. Odd. I have no idea what's going on with the phone system. Go ahead. They're, they're oh. twisted. Yes, and they're kind of growing back into the the main trunk in in places. They're growing very low and just look very crooked and, you know, not organized at all. All right. Uh, how tall is the plant? Well, I've got it in a large pot, and I'm going to guesstimate about four feet. All right. And you say very low. Are you talking about branches that are down close to the top of the pot, or are you talking about, explain what you they mean They go by down very below low. the top of the pot. So you're, yes, you're talking about their, their hanging down, yes. their limp. Yes, their, sir. All right. Uh-huh. And well, this they is grow, it, they, you know, at one of their nodes, they crook down, or sometimes they crook back into the, the tree, and I'm trying to do it um, the way I would a rose, and, uh, you know, well, taking off all the dead and then trimming it at a node that's facing out. And I'm just wondering if I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, I don't know that you would prune it anything like you would a rose bush. Uh, well, very, very few plants get pruned like rose bushes. I would, I would let it grow. You're going to prune it more like you would. Um, I don't know that there's anything to compare it to more almost more like a shade tree because they don't get that big uh, uh-huh. and and it's not like you're trying to prune it at, uh, let me give an, another example might be more appropriate another type of fruit tree you're not going to try to prune it like a peach tree or a plum tree where you have a vase shape to it because it doesn't get tall enough and you're going to be thinning the fruit anyway uh, so you don't get too many of them uh, if it's in a pot, the pot itself is going to keep the plant restricted. It's not going to get uh, that big. Uh, there are just a lot of reasons. I, d- I don't know that there's anything special about pruning of a, uh, of a, of a lemon tree, but I think probably that, that strange growth that you're getting is because of the way you're pruning would be my best guess. I'm trying to picture it, so I may be misunderstanding it. Well, yes, I'm not actually pruning it, the life portions. When it's productive, I go in and take off the the uh, the dead part right. in order to I, know for sure that I'm not getting any live part. You let know. Me, let me let me short circuit the the question and my lack of answer. Um, I think I need to see this to be able to help you because I am not able to picture what you're describing. Okay. Um, you don't need to do a lot of pruning to a Meyer lemon other than to remove bottom branches that are hanging too low as the plant gets taller. I don't know of any recommended required pruning of a Meyer lemon. I think that's probably the best way I can phrase what I need to say in my answer. And if it's growing down low and the limbs are hanging low, those probably need to be taken off. You are welcome to post a photo on my Facebook page Facebook is doing bizarre things with posts that go on my page. They are putting them out of chronological order. I'm not doing that. They are. They, they, uh-huh. they put things that they feel are not of interest to the general population. <laughs> Their algorithm does that. 
And so uh -huh. you may post it today and it may show up as something, it may show up between posts that were made three weeks ago and I'll have to go back and, and I have to scan constantly to look for stuff. It, it has become very laborious to me and very boring to me to try to find posts on my Facebook page. I used to love Facebook. I'd look at it two or three times a day, answer questions, move on with my life. Now it is a workout to look there. But I, I want to look and I want to see this and help you. So if you'll tell me you're going to do that, I'll do it. And I'll look for well, it. Well, I don't but I, I need to see it and I can't go any farther really because you're trying to describe a bad haircut to me. And you know, <laughs> I understand. And yeah. I think I described it not quite correctly. But you, you in your definition, helped a great deal. Well, I hope so, and and if you'll do that, I'll I'll make a point tonight of looking at my Facebook page. I'll try my very best to help you. I sure will. And Thank you, Neil. You always do, but oh. I don't do Facebook, so okay. it won't be there. <laughs> well, you're welcome if you take E Gardens. You're welcome to post a photo there. Uh, the only problem I have there is that that you have to be there right at six to get them in because it shuts off after a certain number have posted. I, I'm not going to get into any more restrictions. I'm just overwhelmed with questions this time of year. But I'll try Thank to help. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you betcha. Good luck with a it. Pleasure. Thanks for the call. Bye. Thank you. All right. I think we have Steve and Marfa back. Is that right, Jared? Let's give it a try. What'd you say? Oh, okay, it scrolled down and it says he's there. All right, well, let me take a break and then we'll see who we have. I'll let him, uh, I'll let Jared uh, tell me off air. And I'll tell you about Neil Spray's eGardens. There is eGardens right there, my, my free electronic. Let me tell you what I did. I have about 80,000 subscribers there and a couple of, uh, it's been about a month ago, we began something I've never done before. I used to choose questions that I was being asked time and time again. Um, at that time, it was uh, about tomatoes, and right now it's about St. Augustine. Oh, my gosh. And so I would have a featured question of the week, and I chose that. Well, I decided because Facebook had become so nuts that I would let people send in their questions. And uh, we opened up an email box at my office, and we let people post their questions. And after about uh, six hours, I looked at it, and I said, oh, my goodness and i asked gretchen please shut it down we had 110 questions there was no way i could get all those done it took me three weeks to use those and and post them in e-gardens and now i we limit it to about 25 questions and and those post within about 10 minutes i just i can't get to all of them with 80,000 people i understand why that's happening but Anyway, it's there, and there's some great questions that get posted. So that's part of eGardens, but I also have a featured plant of the week. And this week I did the thing I'm happiest with of all the things I've ever put on eGardens, and that was the St. Augustine Diagnostics. And I hope you'll look at it. If you have St. Augustine and you're having any kind of issues or you want to avoid any kind of issues, please look at eGardens on my website. That's, that's the sample that's up right now. It'll be up for five more days, and uh, you'll get to see that. And you'll say, you know what, I think I do want to subscribe to eGardens. Always have uh, gardening this weekend where I point out things that need to be done in the next three days. And uh, so I think you'll see why I'm really happy to have eGardens available to you. Neil Spray's eGardens, it's free and it always will be. I will never spam you. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. 
quality. So if what you'll get is eGardens, pure and simple. You can see what you're going to be getting before you ever sign up for it by going to my website. That is where you sign up for it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thanks a lot. Uh, we do have two open lines. The call that I took, actually two calls that I've taken, and uh, one that uh, that dropped off for some reason. So we have those two lines at 888-256-1080. Call now. We go to Philip in Chapel Hill. Philip, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Philip. Hello, Philip. Hello, Philip. They're sending out for him. That's as long as the delay is, isn't it? Yeah. We have a delay built into any talk show in America. That's because we never know what people are going to say, even on a gardening show. But usually people get back faster than that. All right. I think we're going to put Philip on hold, and we will go to Larry in Bryan. Larry, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I have two young live oak trees. Um, they're probably about 15 feet high. Actually, I planted some in the front yard and some in the backyard. The two in the backyard are growing a, a hairy-looking moss on the trunk. It pretty much covers all the trunk. And in a couple of places, it looks like the bark is beginning to crack open. All right. Uh, how far out does it extend from the from the the old bark? Is it like half an inch to an inch, or is it uh, uh, several? I'd inches? say about a half inch. All right, um, and it's gray and looks somewhat, if you really stretch your imagination, like little antlers or something. I mean, this is pretty furry stuff, and it's kind of a army green color. All right, you sound like military there at A and M. So, <laughs> um, the uh, what I think you probably have is lichens, L I C H E N S. I, I was uh, my wife and I had uh, grabbed a salad bar at a restaurant a couple nights ago, and I pointed out a bunch of lichens on a live oak uh, in uh, Allen, Texas, up in the DFW area. Um, and she said, you know, Neil, we've been married 55 years. This is probably the 55th set of lichens you've pointed out to me. <laughs> she's, a, she's a musician, but even, even she gets tired of hearing these things. Um, lichens are, I'm going to tell you probably, and I'll try to do it in, in a bit of a hurry uh, so it'll make sense and I won't wear you out. Lichens are a symbiotic growth. They are a, an, an algal growth, algae and a fungus growing together and nourishing one another. You will see lichens on rocks, on boulders in the mountains. They are the moss-covered stone. You know, you hear about that. Those are lichens yes. also. They they present no harm to the tree. Uh, they are not taking anything from the tree. Now, in a practical observation, I have them on my pecan trees, on, on their branches, and on some oaks that I have. And... And I know that they're not hurting the trees, but here is my practical observation that I have made. And, and this one, I would, I would uh, not be offended if somebody from the Texas A&M Forest Service said, Neil, you're, you're close, but not exactly right. I think I'm pretty close, though. Um, lichens normally slough off when that bark gets some, 
age to it. Bark normally falls to the ground every year as a, as a branch gets bigger. And if you have a, an oak trunk or branch that is, is stalled out for some reason, it's not healthy, the bark doesn't slough off because the trunk isn't getting bigger. It's not growing. It's not healthy. And so oh. the lichens can accumulate, and they get big enough that they fall to the ground. And I'll see on a, on a pecan. We have one big pecan over our driveway, and I'm beginning to see more lichens hit the ground than I used to that are falling off one of the branches. That branch hangs right out over our house and over our car. And I'm going to have our arborist look at it because I, I'm also seeing that the leaves are not as as uh, numerous as they used to be. It's thinning a bit, so I'm a little concerned it may be weakening that one branch, and it may need to be removed. So that's that's what I worry about when I see a lot of lichens on the trunk of a, an oak tree. Oaks were live oaks were hurt by the cold of February 2021. So if you have a certified arborist that you use, or if you know one that you can hire. I would have him or her look at the trunk for any signs of vertical splits, which are called radial shakes, like a radial tire. Radial shakes, S-H-A-K-E-S. Um, that, was, that was what happened to live oak trunks in the cold, even as far south as you are. Um, the, the trunk split, uh, the bark split, and, and it may be that there was some damage done and the lichens are, are accumulating. I'm really projecting out. Uh, catastrophizing is what one of my friends uh, said about something I said once. So you may not have any problem at all, but those are probably lichens. That's That may be what's happening, or you may have no problem at all. So I've told you more than I know. <laughs> well, very good. That's a lot of information. If, yeah. <clears throat> what if, if I do have some of those uh, vertical radial shakes? Yeah, if you have the radial shakes, what I would do is step back about 40 feet from the tree Look at the top. If the canopy is full and lush and growing well, hallelujah. Or if, if these are young trees, you don't have to go back that far. If they're growing vigorously, life is wonderful. If they're sparse this year more than they were uh, two years ago before that cold spell, then there may be a problem. And, uh, and, and so you need to watch. If they're big enough, that it would be a problem if they... If they uh, uh, ended up dying and, and breaking. Some part of them broke. How tall are these trees? These trees are probably about 15 feet now. They're probably not going to hurt anything if they break. You just watch no, them. No, they're and, out. Yeah. Then then just watch them. Um, what's, what's happened with a lot of live oaks in Texas is uh, they died back halfway. They, they have vigorous growth halfway up, and then from that point out they have Look like old TV antennas sticking or CB antennas sticking out. They have dead branches sticking up in the air. And those also very often have uh, some of the bark that has loosened with the radial shakes. Okay. I don't know if any of that is true with yours. But drive around yeah. town. You'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. My canopies look pretty good. So You're I'm, good. I was... You're good. These are probably just lichens in a, a normal circumstance. Again, drive around town, look at others, look at trees that are healthy, bigger, older trees, and I'll bet you'll see the same things on their, on those trees. Okay. Well, very good. Thank you for your time. And you are welcome. Sorry. You are welcome. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. Say it again, Jared. Okay, I'm going to get a break in. And Philip in Chapel Hill is at the phone also. Uh, we, we've had a couple of no-shows, and I guess they're both ready now. So, okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to get my 
my brakes uh, done on proper order, though, so there we go. Let me tell you about my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. When I sat down to do this book, I wanted a handbook. I wanted something just kind of almost in a spiral bound. I've hired an editor who is fabulous, a longtime dear friend, Carolyn Skye, and a graphic designer, Cindy Smith. The three of us did this book. I self-published it, so I knew that I could have the book I always wanted. It soon became evident this would be a hardback. It would not be spiral-bound. It needed to be perfect-bound because there's going to be a lot of information. I didn't know until the book was finished, and we said, all right, it's done, uh, that Cindy said, Neil, are you aware you have 840 photos? You're kidding. 840. She said, I could have used more. You need more? No, no. And uh, Carolyn said, Neil, you've put a lot of information into this book. I think people are going to be very satisfied. And when I offered it, because I've never had it in a store, I've never put it on Amazon. That was by my choice because I wanted to sign every copy. And I offered a money-back guarantee because especially up front, people, nobody had ever seen the book before. And they were having to buy it on blind trust. I said, but I will guarantee your satisfaction or I will refund every penny. And that guarantee has been there every time I've done an ad. And I've not been asked to refund on any book that I've sold. I've had to replace a couple that had, one of them was bound upside down accidentally. So that's kind of weird. I signed it on the inside back cover upside down. That's kind of strange. But that's it. People like this book, and I think you will too, and I'd like to get it to you. Eleven chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening in Texas, uh, for every county in Texas. So uh, it's only $32.95, regular price $36.95. I'm doing all I can to help with inflation and uh, to help you. Now, there are two ways you can buy it, because it's not in stores, not on Amazon. You get it from my office or you go to my website. The website is the better way, because you can do that right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Like I say, I'll sign your copy. Or you can order it by calling my office next week, business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769, but the better way is at neilsperry.com. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Kelly Robinson there, my friend of many, many years. Let's go back to the phones. I think we finally have Steve and Marfa. Steve, you there? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. How can I help you? I have a burying burying mammal the size of a rat underneath a patch of Bermuda that's destroying the Bermuda, and I've tried to cyanide-based poison to no effect. All right. How do I get rid of them? And what is it? I don't know, but, you know, I I can't call it a prairie dog. It's it's not big enough, but I've seen it pop up its head. It's, like I said, the size of a rat, just a little mole of of some type. All right. Um... If it's a, I'm not a wildlife management specialist, so I I need to tell you that right up front that that's not. That's a, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not not. Uh, if it is a mole of some sort, they are insect eaters, and uh, you're probably going to need a trap of some sort. I I would do. I'm going to recommend two steps to you to to get to the answer. I'm going to recommend you go through your county extension office and ask them to put you in contact with the. Uh, the wildlife management people for your region, your district of the Extension Service, probably based in Fort Stockton, um, and they will be able to help you. 
And then the, the second step of that, I think, probably is going to be a trip to a farm supply store or over to Morrison's in Alpine. There may be somebody right there in Marfa that will have what you need or someplace that will have the traps that you need. That's going to be my guess. I'm, I'm over my head on this one. I'd rather admit that I'm stupid than try to pretend that I'm not and prove it. <laughs> well, I learned that a long time ago. I, I think they've been attracted to, to the area because of the moisture. And I right. think they burrow under there because they get the moisture, and then maybe they're eating the roots underneath, or just the destruction of the, the tunnels themselves is what's killing the grass. I don't know. But they definitely are attracted to the more moist area. Right, and that happens a lot of times. But, but uh, 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 they, if it is moles of any kind, then they are insect uh, eaters. And so, okay, yeah. all right, well, but, that's... But, yeah, but I would uh, I would try to get them identified because that's going to determine which route you go on, how you're going to trap or or bait them. And well, maybe I'll put a little uh, grasshopper on the end of a fishing hook and see if I can catch them. I like your attitude. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I spent thanks a lot, lot of time. I spent a lot of time in Marfa when I was a kid. My dad was doing herbicide research with the experiment station there, and I I love your part of Texas. So. Oh, interesting. Well, great. Well, we're having a great day. We started off in the 70s, and it's barely in the 80s now, but we I, know it's going to get hot. I told my board op that there are times I used to watch the weather map, and that was when Presidio was an official uh, uh, weather station. There were a lot of times when Presidio County had the hottest and coolest spots in the state of Texas between Marfa yep. and Presidio. We're so. familiar with that. I know One of the you things are. we like about it. I know, I know. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. I hope I got you started anyway. Okay. You Take did. Care. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. We have uh, Matt in College Station. I'm going to get my last break out of the way. It's kind of a quick one, Matt. Stay with me, and I'll help you with uh, chinch bugs. That will be our that will be our next call and maybe the last call of the morning, so look forward to that. My website is neilsperry.com, just my name, and it is spelled N-E-I-L. Those are in alphabetic order, E-I-N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. And at my website, you will find several things that are, I hope, important to you. That's where you buy my book. That's one of two places that the book is sold, my website and my office on the phone. Only two places you can buy my book. Um... That's the only place you can sign up for my electronic newsletter, eGardens. The only place in all the world that you can sign up for that. So you need to know the website for that. It's the only place that you will find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. You might find that book in a used bookstore, but when I put it on the website, I went through and upgraded everything and and changed a lot of the answers because things had changed, products had changed, and how we identified the problems had changed. And I have added about another 30 or 40 questions because new diseases have come about. So that's in the website. And uh, you'll also find the St. Augustine Diagnostics, and we will be updating that sometime this week to include what is in eGardens right now, the one I just spent a whole day this week writing and illustrating. So that you'll find, and Rose Rosette Virus also on my website, all of that and a whole lot more at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Let me also tell you about Mueller. Homegrown goodness, 
from Mueller. That's what Mueller's all about, in fact. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouse. Come, they, they come in five sizes from six by nine. That's too small. You need a big 12 by 20, one foot one. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. That's Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means greenhouses. I'll have more after this. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And we're ready to go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Matt in College Station. Matt, this is Neil. Good morning. Howdy, Neil. Yes. Yeah, I'm over here. I'm across the creek from uh, Fred Bryson's old house. So I, you already said you're not a, a wildlife varmint expert, so I won't, I won't ask you what I should do about these tree rats. Some people call them squirrels. So if, if you are Fred across the creek, the I don't know where the creek is you're referring to from Fred Bryson's house, but I, Mr. Bryson Sr., was about two blocks from my house. Yeah, we're on we're on Dexter on the on the corner here. Yeah, I know that yeah, I know but, that creek very well. Uh, at one point, he lived over off Walton. So, okay, yeah, he yeah. did. He did live in the um, uh, Eastgate neighborhood. He lived in, yeah. in the Southside neighborhood as College well. College Hills, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I lived in on the Eastgate. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I'm out here hand watering uh, some brown spots in my um, mixed uh, St. Augustine. Uh, Bermuda Yard, and uh, I was wondering, you know, what your usual recommendation is for timing for chinch bugs. I know, I know, once you already have chinch bugs, it's it's, it's a little late. You kind of got to nip in the bud and, and and treat it, you know, preventatively. And then also, no, you don't you don't prevent them. You you uh, you learn to watch. What I do in my lawn, I have St. Augustine, and what I do in my lawn is. They come back to the same areas. I don't know if it's eggs or if they just, because they're, that area was prone to them. It's always prone to them, but it doesn't matter to me. They're going to be there the following year. And I have learned that when I see an area that's dry and I water it and it still looks dry the next morning, bingo, that's it. And it's usually going to happen about now, mid-June uh, to 1st of July. And when that happens, then I get down on my hands and knees, or anymore, <laughs> I get better glasses, and I start looking. I part the grass uh, to look down at the at the soil, and when I can see the chinch bugs, uh, then and see them moving right at the interface of the dying grass and the green grass, then I treat with Merit, M-E-R-I-T, or any other labeled insecticide. And uh, they're they're gone, and usually I don't have to treat more than one time in a year. Uh, farther south where you are, you might have to treat two times later in the summer. Yeah, that yeah that sounds that sounds right. I usually treat uh, um, mid July. Um, thinking about treating a little earlier this year since we've had such an early summer. Yeah, well, and and you can treat uh, a little preventively to try to try to stay ahead of them, but they're they're not going to be a, a a thing that you do ahead of time. You, you just try to not let them get 
uh, way advanced. If you're seeing brown areas and they're not responding to water, that's the time to treat. Well, yeah, I'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, you will. You're watering now, and you'll find out tomorrow. And that's a good thing. But they're uh, they're very damaging. They are part of that St. Augustine diagnostic story that I told you about, and you can see good example in the in the story in E Gardens. Good photograph and good description. Okay, thanks, Neil. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks for the call very much. Yeah, I took piano lessons on Dexter and uh, bombed. Was humiliated. I couldn't find my place and my recital and went out in the car and just sat there and recitals are not for me i I love playing piano i just didn't want to be in a recital so anyway never forget that hey i appreciate y'all listening happy father's day to your fathers my dad was so special to me i'll tell you sometime hope you have a great day thanks for listening happy gardening